and welcome back to the Bardic Circle, episode three of our tour through the tragedy of Julius Caesar. We're looking at act three of William Shakespeare's great tragedy, Julius Caesar. I'm Kyler Mead. I'm joined by Trey Lanfear and Alex Gallen. Gentlemen, how doth thee? Uh, we, I doth thee uh, pretty pretty uh, shaken up by, by this act. So I'm excited to get into the episode. Trey did not see this one coming. He he did expect eventually Julius Caesar to die, right? You saw that coming. Yeah, point. yeah. No, I, I made that prediction. So I was I certainly, I wasn't hoping for him to die, <laughs> but, you know, hoping to be right. Right. Yeah. You want to be right. Um, but uh, you did not think it would happen this soon. Is that right? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm a newbie with the Shakespeare world, as you guys know. And uh, this one, this one, this one caught me off guard. He uh, he popped that cork. Alex, how you doing, man? Not too bad. Not too bad. Another epic act in the book in Julius Caesar, arguably the most epicest of acts, if you may. It is perhaps his, this is one of his most epic acts ever, in my opinion, yes. of, of, of yes. the, I don't know, eight plays I've seen or read, eight, nine, I don't know, I don't know how many tragedies I've read, but he, this is about as big as it gets in terms of great speeches, great moments, great action. Uh, there's great Shakespeare out there. Act three of Julius Caesar is probably a Rushmore act, if you will. It's pretty darn good. I'd agree with that 100%. It's exciting. So let's get right into it with the by the book. Let's do Um, it. Act three, scene one is where it all goes down. They murder the guy. Brutus, uh is the final stab, and A2 Brute says Julius Caesar, his final words, betrayed by his friends, he gone. He You hate to see it. Gone. You hate to see it, especially if you're Mark Antony. You really hate to see it if you're Mark Antony. It's true. Uh, <laughs> and Caesar as well, to be fair. Caesar but. additionally yeah, yeah. hated oh. to see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, act three, scene two is where it gets really piping. If you can believe it, scene two is probably the more exciting act of the two acts. Um, act three, scene two is Caesar's kind of ad hoc funeral in the public square. Uh, Brutus speaks and Antony speaks. One of those two had a larger effect than the other. And it was Mark Antony. Mark Antony owned the Roman bum of Marcus Brutus in speaking terms, even though Marcus nailed it. Brutus did good, but it was not good enough. Antony owned the plebeian ears. Stepped up to the plate. They were lent to him and he never gave them back. Next in act three, scene three, one of those short, goofy kind of throwaway acts, but it has a significant purpose. Sin of the poet gets ripped apart for having a bad name and weak bars. Literally. Sin of the poet. He done. Yep. See ya. See ya. So not to be, uh, what do you say? What do you say? Not to be flippant about death, but these deaths did happen 2000 years ago. So, and we didn't know any of these people. So it's sad and it's tragic, but weirdly, it's not the intended really tragedy. The tragedy is probably coming. There's some foreshadowing, or as we coined last week for blackening uh, of some tragedy yet to come. Let's start with some highlights, though, gentlemen, as we talk about Act 3, scenes 1, 2, and 3. Let's start with you, Alex. What stood out to you in terms of highlights from this epic act? 
Yeah, I'll just go to the well right away here with Act 3, Scene 2. Maybe my favorite speech in all of Shakespeare. I teach it right away in class. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. Just an epic line after line of great prose from our friend Mark Antony. And as you alluded to earlier, Kyler, his effect or the effect the speech had on the audience was easily much greater, unfortunately, for Brutus than Brutus's speech. So that's easily my highlight of Act 3. Yeah, hard to argue. Uh, I think probably most people would consider Antony's speech the top dog. I don't mind you taking it, having gone first. Trey, what do you got? Do you have a specific line or do you have another moment in the act? So I just, I kind of want to point out, like, from coming from the outside, reading a Shakespeare play without real context into Shakespeare's usual design, um, I'm walking into essentially a movie uh, in which the title character dies like 30 minutes in. And so the fact that he got murdered at all, you know, is one thing, which I think anyone would expect coming in with pretty good understanding. It's a tragedy. Julius Caesar died. Uh, So... I knew that was coming, but I had no idea it was coming in the middle of act or the early stage of act three. I mean, you're smack dab in the middle of the story. Suddenly every conspirator who we've been hearing from, they're not debating anymore. They're not discussing this anymore. They're like, you know what? Let's just get this over with and just stab the guy. Like, you know, he can exit the the, the stage right. Uh, and I personally find that to be uh, an, an awesome twist within the, the context and, and to shift the focus from the story of, Julius Caesar and his his prominence, who, in all honesty, like had run his character arc, like we knew what he was, we knew what he was about, and now it's time to shift the focus to some players who have more depth and and, and more relationships to to uh, to play out. So for me, it was kind of an exciting reveal uh, to happen so early on in the story, and I know that's kind of the cheesy take, but but truly, like that was what stood out to me the most about reading through this. Yeah, I think if you're going into, like you said, you're going into a play called Julius Caesar, you think if Julius Caesar's going to die, maybe it's going to happen later. And yeah, no, imagine, not at all. I, I wonder how many people demanded refunds for their tickets when they walked in and they were like, I just love this Julius Caesar actor. He's so great. What? Oh, my. <laughs> like, they have to go through the experience of watching that live. Oi, I demand a refund. <laughs> That's, what they said. That's my uh, yeah. little... That's my <laughs> British peasant. The Cockney, Cockney accent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was. <laughs> um, all right. My highlight, obviously, I love the speeches. I love act or scene two. Antony's speech, his just manipulation of the people is so powerful. Um, but we've already picked that one, so I'll pick another one. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Caesar's uh final speech if you will um you know he is he's feeling himself right he's like yeah you know (laughs) hey hey simber don't be curtsying don't be bowing to me that might fire the blood of ordinary men and turn preordinance the first degree into the law of children be not fond to think that caesar bears such rebel blood that will be thawed from the true quality that that which which with that which melteth fools, I mean sweet words. He's 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 feeling himself. He's like, don't flatter me. Come on, I got. You ever this. get to the point where you're like, yeah, just kill him already. You know, like it's, <laughs> he's dragging this on. Yeah, no, you know, I could be well moved if I were as you. If I could pray to move, prayers would move me. But I am as constant as the northern star. <laughs> 
tu brute. Um, <laughs> you know, it's 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 just it, there's a, a, a sweet irony, as you said, where the, here's the guy that is just so feeling himself, and moments later, like he is dead and as dead as dead as dead can be. So that was a that was a high point uh, for me um, in terms of play quality, not in terms of actual moments. Um, right. Yeah. So just, I mean, so much that you could talk about. I also thought it was, it was humorous in a weird way in a really uh, macabre way that Brutus, who's like, just, he, they kill this guy, right? They murder this man who happens to be the head of the state. I mean, imagine if like, you know, not not to let's not bring politics into this, but imagine that, like, you know, Donald Trump's like walking through the White House and like all of a sudden We're being put on a list right now, <laughs> you know, freaking like Mitch McConnell just like stabs the guy. Like, can you imagine? I mean, that's what just happened. Right. But Brutus yeah, well, is just 15 other people come up and do the same thing. Right. Yeah. Mitch McConnell <laughs> and Matt Gates and, uh, you know, all the, all the guys that are buddies of, you know, Shout just out. like, <laughs> got him. Bobby Petrino is probably in there too. Yeah. Probably Bobby Petrino. Brett Favre, as we learned this week, not to be too uh, timely. Um, but yeah, you know, so, but then Brutus is like, all right, we got this. We just murdered a guy. Everything's cool. Uh, and he's like, He's like, let's all wash our arms in his blood. <laughs> what, a, what a weird audible. <laughs> like, they didn't like a Charles Manson thing going on. Yeah, I think, right? I think that was, his plan all along was to, you know, sacrifice Caesar and, you know, worship a, a devil or something. Maybe. But it's just, it's very, uh, Brutus, who's this honorable man, is like, you know what will get the people on our side? Let's wash our arms in his blood up yeah. to the elbows. Let's red a lot of blood, by the way, too. Like, that would be a lot. What fifteen conspirators and <laughs> like, they, like all hang of them up are... by his legs and let like bleed out. Like that's a lot of yeah. Lot of <laughs> We're talking Titus Andronicus up in here or Andro- Andro- Andronicus. Andronicus. Yes. Andronicus. I got the wrong name. Please, uh, I beg your pardon, uh, <laughs> Mister Gallant. So anyway, highlights there. Let's get into last week's predictions. Um, uh, Trey predicted there would be a fight among the conspirators. Mm. I don't know. You could argue that Brutus and Cassius disagreed about some stuff, but Cassius didn't put up much of a fight about the Antony situation. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like... It, would you, know, you give I, yourself I a pass for I that or I give no? myself the award, so I feel, I feel bad about it, but it's just not, not enough of a case to be made. All right. Alex said that Brutus would have a primetime moment of some sort. Did would you say that that he had a Deion Sanders moment? Did he step up? Did he uh did he put some I'd twinkle say, toes on and high Yeah, I'd the say in the first half he had a primetime yeah. moment, but he didn't know what was coming in the second half that he was about to get the spotlight taken away from him in an intense way. So he had a primetime moment thereafter the death of Caesar where he's Taken the mic for himself, but then Antony had other plans. I would so say I'll give it a eighty percent win. Yeah, I would say if he's if he's prime time Deion Sanders and he's high stepping into the end zone, maybe he fumbled the ball on the one. Would, yeah, would that be who fair? was that Cowboys guy, Ronnie Lott? I think uh, or, Ronnie Lott played for the Niners. I don't know who uh, we're talking about, but that Cowboys guy who was holding that, that 
the the ball out before the end zone and then got a take oh, yeah. away from him. I don't remember who that was. I can I see that happening. That was. But, but yeah. yeah, that was it's that was Brutus. Times. That was that Brutus. was Brutus. Fumbled on yes. the one. Um, and my uh, really lame week prediction was a character that hasn't been a big part of the story will step to the fore. Um, I, I mean, Anthony had like a line before this, and he's clearly the top dog now. So I think I got that right. But it wasn't a very interesting wow. or bold prediction. <laughs> bold, yes. Not very bold. We'll get bolder. We in, uh, pledge to make bolder predictions. I pledge. Yeah, my my uh, week three resolution is to have a bolder <laughs> prediction by the end of this episode. Um, all right. Uh, does anyone have? We kind of did highlights and kind of did our best moments there. Did anyone have a best moment or quote that we didn't mention? Anything that uh, that stood out to you that we didn't we didn't already get to before we go to award season? I'm good. It sounds like I, a no. I'm, I'm going with that friend's Roman's countryman. That's my go-to. Yeah, ears lent, not returned. Um, all right, so award season then. Uh, let's start off with the, the old standby, Bobby Petrino, worst guy of the act award. Uh, Trey, let's start with you. Who's your Bobby Petrino, worst guy of the act? Or gal. So, there aren't any uh, gals. I mean, this, is, this is a tough one, right? Because you've got... A lot of pretty awful people here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, people who like murdered a guy for one. Um, I and I don't. But my initial thought, and I may just, I'm just gonna go with this. Is a guy? This may be victim shaming, but the sinner. Like, has, has you ever heard of somebody upsetting people so much that they rip him to sh- literal shreds within by, by having a bad name and weak yeah. poetry? Yeah, like, I mean, step up your poetry game, man. If you know those are the standards in your society, you you got to have that figured out. That's pretty bad. If I mean, ours are death for yeah, yeah, uh, it's death. A, a pretty <laughs> yeah. Also, what? But. <laughs> We can get into that a little bit more too. But Cinna certainly uh, is in the running for the worst guy award. I'm going to pick him as an outside candidate because I do think that there are, you know, people who have a more tangible case to be made for. But once I read that, and to be fair, it closed out the act, so it's kind of like you know what I've most recently consumed. But I man, I, I, I th- he's, he he failed. He was struggled pretty badly to 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 figure out what he was trying to convey because he ended up dead. And ripped apart, Sin of the Poet. I think, I think to be fair to Sin of the Poet, I, he he may not have realized that the stakes for his verses, but I think were that's his life. Saying, like that's well, they weren't they weren't like five minutes ago. Like you gotta have awareness in order to not get the Bobby yeah. Petrino Award contention. <laughs> Bars <laughs> on demand. <laughs> Pretty rough, pretty rough for Cinna. Uh, you think maybe he could have versed his way out of that, but false, he could not. Alex, what do you got? Bobby Petrino, worst guy of the act award. Yeah, before I get to that, it's it's Leon Lett who fumbled at the goal. Oh, line, not oh Ronnie man, Lott. I understand why you so, thought it was Ronnie Lott. I would yeah. definitely make that mistake. Leon, Leon Lett, Lett, Lett and Brutus are the comparison there as Very far good. as Very having good. the initial primetime moment. But anyway, uh, my Bobby Petrino nominee this week is the one and only Cassius. Ah, and the reasoning for that is Cassius keeps flashing these vague warning or warning signals or little uh, phrases here and there about, oh, I'm not so sure that Antony's going to agree with you, Brutus, but he never actually is able to convince Brutus uh, that his plan might have some holes to it. So Cassius 
trying to act like this big guy who's got everything right. He, he doesn't exactly follow through. He's hesitant the whole time. And that causes Brutus, one of his comrades, to lose the spotlight in Act 3, Scene 2. Yeah, I think that's a good take because Cassius, you've got to remember, go back to Act 1. Cassius is the master manipulator. He's the Darth Sidious, right? He's right. the guy that's like pulling all the strings. He's he's saying all the right things to Brutus and all the right things to Casca and all the right things to Decius. And he's got like these like this master plan and then he just like backs up into this into the background and he he knows that not yep. handling Antony is a bad move. He knew in act 2 that they should have killed Antony and he knew in act 3 that they should have been like maybe don't let him like rile everybody up, maybe don't let him speak last, like don't give him the mic. Uh but uh Cassius does not stand up for his righteous takes and as a result uh Cinna is dead. Um and probably a lot of other people. And also <laughs> possibly his house is burned down. Yeah. Um so that's a good Bobby Petrino worst guy take. Um my Bobby Petrino worst guy of the act award. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? It's the soothsayer. Oh. Here is the soothsayer. Taking the soothsayer. Are you just yeah, like yeah, yes. for something else? Man, because really okay, you want me to take someone else? I'm going to take Artemidorus for the same <laughs> reason. Listen to this. Artemidorus and the soothsayer, both of them know that Caesar is in trouble, right? At beginning of the act. This is the soothsayer's, the sum total of the soothsayer's contribution. Remember, he said to Portia, like, oh, I'm going to go station myself in a spot where they'll hear me. I'm going to go warn them. I'm going to go, you know, tell them that something's coming. Here is the sum total. Five words. The second line of the act. I, Caesar, but not gone. (laughs) I mean, talk about laying down on the job, right? And then Artemidorus, if we want to go with someone new, Artemidorus has two, three lines. Hail Caesar, read this schedule. Our, oh, Caesar, read mine first, for mine's a suit that touches Caesar nearer. Read it, great Caesar. And finally, delay not, Caesar, read it instantly. Like, at least he put a little, a, a little effort into it. But you know what else you could have done, Artemidorus? Caesar, these fools are going to kill you. Here's proof. <laughs> like... True. Speak up, man. You, you got a, you got, you got kind of an important thing to say, and he just disappears as Publius and Papilius and all of them get in there, and then and then it's too late, and they're uh, they're popping off and stabbing dudes. Well, and it'd be and one thing over. if Artemidorus had just been some background whatever for all this time, but like this guy has an act or a scene, you know, like he was he There's was a whole scene doing heavily involved to the point that you know you you have this hype build up. It's like, oh, this guy. He, he's got something going on. Something's going on here. And for him to drop the ball of all people, I agree. I think that's a total, total ball drop. He uncovered the conspiracy to murder the head of the state and had access to the head of the state and did nothing but whine. That was it. So that's my Bobby Petrino worst guy of the act award. Uh, let's have some votes on who, in fact, was the Bobby Petrino worst guy of the act. Trey, who are you voting for? I've been swayed, Tyler. I'm going with your little combo meal deal of uh, Soothsayer and Artemidorus because Artemidorus. I feel like they absolutely should have uh, should have made made it work. Made, made, at least given some indication to Caesar that they knew what was coming or that what was coming was going to come. You know, another overture. Yeah, I'm actually going to swap to Cassius. I like wow. Alex's oh. pick, a nomination of Cassius. <laughs> 
Oh, Alex is Alex, Alex is time to go for Sinnoh. He's excited. He's Mike Wong in for an inside joke. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Cassius had way more responsibility for all this, and he just blew it. That's a worst guy. That's a Bobby Petrino moment. Alex, I'm assuming based on your celebration that you're sticking oh, you with bet. Caius Cash. Yes. Nice. Well, I, Caius Cash is the worst guy of the act. Um, even though I do think Artemidorus blew it, but there's a lot of bad guys. This was an act full of bad guys. And by the way, somehow Brutus skates on this. Like what? Yeah. What is right. that? <laughs> well, I, I feel that's like, a good point. Yeah. That's a, it's, it's tough. Cause like, I think we're all trying to avoid <laughs> not even a nomination. Questions. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Okay. We can, we can throw him in there as just a phantom nomination. He was nominated. He was considered. Consider right. that part of the record. The Academy considered. <laughs> I'm just happy to, just happy also to receiving him. votes in the, in the, in the coach's <laughs> poll. All right. Now we've got a new award. This is um, this is the Julius Caesar Memorial Deadest Guy Award. Um, this can be literal or figurative. Uh, who do you think is, and this is named in, in honor of the most literally dead guy, uh, the Julius Caesar Memorial Deadest Guy Award. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Lucius, who did not appear in the mm. act, but uh, they're headed to burn Brutus's house, and I just think Lucius is is gonna stand for that. He's he's gonna stand up uh, in front of the house. Oh, so this is, and like I think he's dead. Yeah, or, or this you're is a premonition this off scene. Oh, oh, oh okay. out of out of yeah, Lucius is the deadest guy. He is dead. I'm soothsaying. Lucius is dead. I might actually be wrong. He might actually be in the next okay. act. I want to make sure that we, we explore this through, too. Like, how can he be more dead than the people we saw die? Well, because it could be literal or figurative. <laughs> so, okay, his fear is dead. I got it. And whereas, right. Who's your nomination? Do you, are you nominating Julius Caesar I, as the no, deadest no, guy? I was going to go with Cinna. I'm going with the literal interpretation of death, by the way. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. It could be literal or figurative. Figurative or literal. Um, and... You know, I was leaning heavily towards Senna because being ripped apart sucks, uh, obviously. As you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. As we can all concur, I feel. Anyone uh, can attest to that. <laughs> but when it comes to, like, the fact that not only did you get murdered by your friends, Kyler, something you said earlier, or, like, just the, the recollection of, of just how, how bad this got. Like, your friends murder you by stabbing you repeatedly, and then let you bleed out so much so that they can coat their arms and your blood. Like it got to a point where it's like, Wait, so you're going with Caesar. You're saying I'm Julius is Caesar. Yes. Correct. I'm, I'm abandoning my initial. Sorry. Of Cina. Not Cina. I'm, I'm going with Caesar. And because it, it got per- really personal. I mean, to me, like I, as I'm dying and people are like, Oh, Hey, get his blood, get his blood. Yeah. I'd be like, man, really? It's not enough that I'm dead. You also have to like go through these ritualistic tendencies. I, yeah, so I'm going Caesar because I feel bad for the guy. He gets his own award, the Julius Caesar Memorial. In my opinion, goes to Julius Caesar. Fair. That I mean, hard to argue with that. But Alex, please try. <laughs> that is very hard to argue with. I'll go with the more figurative sense here, and I'll I'll kind of give the Julius Caesar Memorial Deadest Guy Award. Did I say that right? In, in you the did very order? well done. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Um, the Academy appreciates your. Support. Yes, you're welcome. I, I'm going to nominate Brutus for this yeah. award. Yeah. And the reasoning why is he's got egg on his face at the end of scene two. Once Antony just drops the mic. Brutus, who thinks, wow, killing Caesar, who 
is the aforementioned Julius Caesar Memorial Dennis Guy Award namesake. People will love this. Yeah. <laughs> People are going to love this. And then all of a sudden, well, now you're kind of the laughing stock because Antony just one-upped you, two-upped you, whatever you want to say with that speech. So he's my nominee. No, I think that's a good nomination. Uh, I am going to go. My vote is for Brutus. He is the deadest guy in this act in terms of figurative deadness. Uh, My nomination was super weak. I didn't like it. I, I, I withdraw my nomination. Sorry, Lucius. I try to I try to work you in because I think you're kind of a cool guy, but yeah, no, uh, I, you you have appreciate it. Per minute references to us, yeah, uh, Alex. Are you? Are, are sorry, yeah, Alex. Are you voting for your own nomination or my I, bad no. nomination or Trey's yes. excellent nomination? This is an episode of me sticking to my guns here. Wow, I'm stuck to. I was just sweeping the board right now. I felt really good about my Julius Caesar pick, but I guess. Because he can't Some, win. Them. Sometimes actually being dead is not good enough to no. be the deadest. His guy. name will still be on the award. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, he still gets the memorial. It's exactly. on. All right, our final award. Uh, this is a little sports reference, just like Bob Petrino. This is uh, the Kyrie Irving Worst Take Award. Uh, this is in, we had a couple more timely ideas, but we want this to be kind of timeless, so we didn't go with them. Uh, Kyrie Irving, as you'll remember, was famously a flat earther for a minute or several um and uh that's a bad take flat earth thing yeah hot take flat earth bad take uh so the Kyrie irving worst take award um i'm gonna go first and i'm gonna nominate brutus's take nominate brutus's take that like yeah no we'll just let anthony speak it'll be cool everything's good it's uh not not a big deal he'll Make sure everyone knows it's by our permission. No way this turns into a problem. Cassius, relax. That's a bad take. Brutus, yeah. you get you get my nomination yeah. for the Kyrie Irving worst take of the act. Uh, Alex, Trail. sorry. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm all writing right, the I'll show. The I was looking for a line. I forgot what I was doing. Sorry. Go ahead, Alex. It's all right. I'm going to go more vague here as far as names, but specific with the actual title. The fourth plebeian. (laughs) Yes. Of the Kyrie Irving Worst Take Award. Did I say that right? Yes, I did. Okay. The Kyrie Irving Worst Take Award. Fourth plebeian. Okay. He's playing obviously a key role, unfortunately, for Cinna in his being torn apart. But the questions he's asking are just either not relevant to killing someone. And secondly, just kind of odd and all over the place. First, he's asking Cinna if he's a married man or a bachelor. And then he goes on to say, let's tear him to pieces because he's spitting bad bars. That's just a bad take. Just because you don't like lyrics doesn't mean you have to kill the person. So he's my nominee, fourth plebeian. That's such a good take. Let me just add on to that and name out a couple of the fourth plebeian's lines in Act yes, 3, please. 2. Here's one. Let him, Brutus, let Brutus be Caesar. What does that even mean? <laughs> like, oh, let it be Caesar. They're really high on Brutus at that moment. Then he says, uh, they're like, uh, you know, he's Antony, Brutus is done. Antony's going up. Fourth plebeian says, let him. Go up into the public chair. We'll hit. We're here. Him, noble Antony. Go up. That's just weak, meaning meaningless. Then he says, 
He says for Brutus's sake, he finds himself beholding to us all. He's just repeating what Antony said to one of the other plebeians that didn't hear him. That's not original. Bad no. take. So good call. Bad takes all around for plebeian number four. Trey, who you got? Um, so I feel like I am <laughs> consistently going back to the same moment in this episode for all of my picks. But I, my my thought when we had created the bag take award is Julius Caesar <laughs> comparing himself to the North Star as constant the Northern Star, and he's dead like two seconds later. Like, listen, if you're gonna make a comparison like that. You better live it out. Like the North Star is always there. I mean, you're, you're not even making it through the next act. I, I don't know. For me, that's the worst take is declaring that you are this eternal thing and then not living to see the next five minutes. Yeah, that's that's a strong, bad take. There's no question about that. That is not a good take. Three real bad takes. Uh, Brutus, Fleetian number four, and Julius Caesar himself on himself. Uh, this is a tough one. This is a uh, this is going to be takes of yourself being bad is, is bad. I must say, Alex, having a take you about yourself, a take about yourself. Now that, that I think about it, moments later, <laughs> he's he's like in the same breath. He's like, you know what? Maybe I'm not a too brute, not as constant as the North Star as I thought. <laughs> that's a good. Yeah. That's a good one. Right? Uh, on other I'm people's arms. That guy's a total weak, but uh, I don't mind any of these. Who do you vote for, Alex? I'm going to stick to fourth plebeian, even though I appreciate Caesar take. Cleaning up the board today. I'm just cleaning house here. This is one seed, Alex, tonight. (laughs) Love it. All chalk for Alex. Well done, sir. All right. um, Now uh, into, we got to find a way to kind of work on this and be a little different than the last three conversations we just had, but goats and goats, uh, greatest of all time and scapegoats of the act. Who do you blame this all on? And let's keep it confined to this act. Who is the goat of this act? And who is the goat of this act? Trey, you go first, man. This is a really tough one. I feel like, you know, there's obviously, is it, is it really tough? Well, it's not tough because because I feel like we're all going to pick the same person. But like, I mean, Mark Anthony is the goat, of course. Obviously, like, yeah, is, you know, <laughs> is, is just crushing. He's pulling an Alice Gallant on all these fools. Um, <laughs> but but then when it came to, to the to the goat itself, like I don't know, you could pick any of the the murderers. Like Cash is a pretty good good example that, that Alice brought up earlier. Obviously, Brutus is uh, you know pretty rough outing, especially in the second half uh, when Mark Anthony shows him up. Yeah, you know, one for six for Brutus. I, yeah, honestly. Um, I mean, I, I would say it's got to be a pretty bad stain on your conscience to uh, kill somebody. So I'm going to go with all of the murderers for goats. And that includes the plebeians, including plebeian number four. Uh, I just, you know what, honestly, I feel like there's there's got to be some karmic justice heading everyone's way. So goats are people who opted in to a murder of somebody else during the course. Multiple murders. Yeah. Oh, yeah, multiple murders. Yeah, yeah, not to yeah. be forgotten. Ongoing so. murders and arsons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucius, look out. See you, bud. Uh, Alex, who you got? Big goat, little goat. Yeah, I agree with basically everything Trey said, so I'll just keep it brief here. Uh, I think Antony is the obvious goat, so I'm not even going to try to pigeonhole someone else into this slot. Um, for my goat lowercase goat 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 it is 
Cassius, because again, like I said, with the Bobby Petrino nominee, you've got these chances maybe to help Brutus out time and time again. Obviously, as Kyler, you alluded to back in Act 1, Act 2, whatever in previous instances, he's had these opportunities. And then Act 3, he again has an opportunity to help his pal out, but he keeps retreating rather than than advancing. Very good. Very good. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to agree with everyone. Anthony just knocks it out of the park. He's the uppercase goat. He's the greatest of all time. I mean, this is just one of the greatest moments in theater, in English literature. Like, this is as good as it gets. Anthony in Act 3, Scene 2. He is powerful. My goodness. Um, but uh, lowercase goat, not a, not a funny or particularly interesting one. I'm just going with Brutus because for the same reason that Cassius uh, blew it, uh, Brutus, Brutus takes charge here and it doesn't, and, and he see, he clearly understands the import of what's happened. He realizes the people are upset and kind of in a frenzy. He realizes that he needs to take control of the situation. He realizes that he needs to kind of spin this PR wise a little bit. And then he just fumbles the ball, man. It, like it's, he's so bad at PR. Like he just, he blows it so hard. And you have to talk about the stakes. The stakes are the future of the empire. Like, it's not just about his house or Portia or Lucius. This is about the empire. And he murders a guy. And his plan going forward is like, eh, wing it. Everyone will be fine. No one's going to be too mad. This is all right. So that's my lowercase goat. Brutus just blows it in uh, Act 3 as far as I'm concerned. So that yeah, is, I agree uh, that. I, I feel like it's, it's such a like a lack of self-awareness, you know, yes. like a lack of consideration for anything else that's going on in the world. Any other indication, any of the other conspirators thoughts on this thing. It's just like, oh, no, we're, we're, we're fine. We're good. We're I, I like how I like how after his speech, he's like, yeah, no, hang out. Listen to Antony. I'm going to go over there. I'm not going to be here. I'm going home. Just Antony. I trust him. We're good. Everything's good. Like that is so naive. Yeah. Like, and, what are you, Julius Caesar? <laughs> what are you? Exactly. Exactly right. Oh my gosh. All right. Let's hit. Uh, let's wrap up with uh, the uh, the Deadpool, as we're calling it, the Alive and Dead draft. Um, Alex drafted Antony alive. He is still alive. I drafted Calpurnia alive. As far as we know, she's alive. Yeah. Trey drafted Cicero alive. We don't we don't really know what's going on with Cicero, but we'll play <laughs> I drafted Cicero dead. Um and uh, I don't know what's happening with him, so who knows? Uh Alex drafted Brutus dead. He's still alive, so we'll see what happens. And Trey with the home run drafted Woo! Julius Caesar dead. Well wow. done. Rapid fire prediction. Rapid fire bold predictions. We promised these would be bolder than last time. Alex, hit it. I think at some point here, whether it's Act 4, Act 5, who knows, Cassius and Brutus, they're not seeing eye to eye. And now that Antony's really stole the spotlight, I feel like there's going to be some tension amongst the conspirators. All right. So kind of the same thing that Trey predicted for the last act, but uh, tension for the future. Uh, Trey, what do you got? Bold prediction. So I think that uh, Portia and Brutus are going to have some uh, blow-up fight, is my guess. Okay, my bold prediction is that we've already heard the final line from a female character 
in this uh, in this play. I don't believe we will hear another female. Well, we're going toe to toe, Kyler. Yep. All right. That's it. Thanks for Act Three, guys. Fun to be with you. We will see you next week for Act Four and see where it all goes when the stuff hits the fan. See you guys. <laughs>